Hello, this is Grace. And I'm Emma. And welcome to Seasons, A Year of Movies. There it is. Are you, were you scared that I wasn't going to say it? <laughs> I was just confused by the order. <laughs> it's true. Usually you start with, uh, start with the... Anyway, so this, this, today, this time, this episode, we watched Whisper of the Heart. Mm-hmm. Man, this episode's got kind of a rowdy energy, I feel like. <laughs> some rowdy vibes yeah uh so we're continuing our miyazaki season as we discussed previously this movie was not directed by hayao miyazaki but he did uh write it and storyboard it yes Mm -hmm. uh yeah it was directed by yoshifumi kondo Mm -hmm. uh, who did some key animation on some other uh ghibli features and was also a animation director on Kiki's Delivery Service, Grave of the Fireflies, Pum Pum Poco, and Princess Mononoke. Hmm. And we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit more we're, later. We're going to talk about him a little more. Um, yeah, but for now, we're just going to do, you know, our basic setup. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, we'll talk about our histories. My history is null and non-existent. Grace, what's your, <laughs> what's your history? So, uh, I don't remember how I first saw this movie, but I watched it. I think in middle school for the first time, with a crush, in fact. Oh, snap. Several years later was uh, a partner. Wow. So I dated. Yeah. So, um... This movie laid the foundation. (laughs) For what? I don't know. It's just about crushes and teenagers. Yeah, it's true. It It is about those. But I was already thinking about those things. Yeah. You know. Laid the fa- you I know. was thinking about crushes when I was, like, in second grade. <laughs> I'm not saying laid the foundation for you solely. I meant the relationship between no. you and this person. No, that was Frazier's math class. That was what did it. Oh. Yeah. All right. But we can talk about this later. <laughs> um, anyway. But, yeah, that's, uh, so, so I have, like, some pretty fond associations with this movie. It's, like, a movie I watched with, um, you know, with my parents and, and whatnot. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it was like, I think I invited like multiple friends over to watch it. This was the kind of person I was. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, y'all have to watch this Japanese anime. Yeah. About girls having feelings and trying to write things about them. Because I relate deeply. (laughs) 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 So, uh, I mean, I feel like that about covers it. It has been a long, long time since I've seen this movie. Um, You know, I think like six years or more. So Because I knew you were just very excited to watch this movie with me. Yeah. And I, yeah, you got me this movie. Yeah. As a gift. As a gift? As a, as a birthday gift uh, yes i think so birthday gift or christmas gift it was, it was not christmas gift. my christmas gifts were solely clueless related that's right you're right <laughs> solely clueless related yeah so shall um, we yeah let's summarize this movie home. yeah if we can um well i mean again this is uh i mean there's plot i guess um but the main character is shizuki shizuki She's- yeah, she's Shizuku. Shizuku. And uh, she's a high schooler or a middle schooler. She's a middle she, schooler. Yeah, because she's going to start She's going high to high school. school. And, you know, in if Japan. She doesn't, if she doesn't flunk out. Right. Yeah, well, in Japan, you know, going to high school is not a, not a guaranteed thing. You can start, you be, be a working person after middle school. Um, and, you know, you have to, like, 
take exams and like apply mm-hmm. to get into high school. Yeah, so the um, exams are coming up. Yeah, so she's doing. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like. I mean, it's kind of like it's like a you know senior year of college situation. I mean, senior year of high school situation for for us in the U.S. where it's like oh like halfway through the you know semester you like have taken ACT a few times, SAT, mm-hmm. and you you know sending in your things and right mm-hmm. doing the whole shebang. So that's kind of the situation uh, she's in. Well, it starts during summer break, um, and she's reading a lot because she likes to read. She reads a lot. She reads a lot of books, and she notices mm-hmm. that. In all, oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> this this movie takes place in Tokyo. Yeah. In the nineties, yes. this movie came out in nineteen ninety five. Um, and so, and so, in the back of all the books, there's there's the little book ticket. Yeah. Um, for checkout, and so it has just a bunch of people's names. But she realizes that in like all the books that she's checked out, that the same name appears on all of them. Um, which is Seiji Amasawa. Mm-hmm. She's very intrigued and by yeah, this mystery she's, person. Right, and she's like, oh, I bet this boy is cool, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Cool, gotta be a cool boy. Anyway, and she's, um, she's writing, I think it's like for the graduation ceremony, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, or something like that. She's right, trying to write a Japanese version of Country Roads. Yeah. Well, I think first it was like, she was tra- just translating it. Yeah. Right. And then she was like writing her own version right like well about... the thing is if you're yeah if you're translating music you kind of are writing your own version of it because it's hard no translating I... music is like so <laughs> tricky okay, yeah. okay. i'm just differentiating from the version <laughs> that like they're gonna sing for real oh right. which is like country roads take me home um and her version which is about well, no, but I thought I thought that was the version they're gonna sing though, because like they they talk about like doing choir practice and stuff after like the she shows them the lyrics. Ah, we're we're getting bogged down. Anyway, we're getting bogged down. Yeah, I didn't really understand this part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should say it up front. <laughs> what? No, there were definitely two different versions. Well, there's multiple versions, but that's because she's drafting it. That's because she's writing. No, she's going no. through multiple drafts. No, 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 <laughs> no. And based off of my Wikipedia reading. Okay. There is a translate, a translation version. Okay. And her own version. Yeah, but they sing her version. I don't think they, they talk, do. They talk about, like, they're like, oh, we sing the lyrics, and, and like, I want you to come by, and, like, we're going to sing it in the choir. Okay. I mean, I don't know if they sing it at, like, the graduation <laughs> or whatever. But, like, they do sing that version. I'm, like, pretty, anyway. If any audience members can write an email and vindicate one of us or both of us somehow sometimes it works out like that um anyway the point of that whole thing is that she um is writing emma we have to believe Uh um the point of that whole thing is that she's writing she's like trying to write poetry basically um and um Anyway, so she's hanging out with her friend, whose name I forgot. Yuko. Yuko. Um, and and Yuko has a crush on a boy who's mm-hmm. on the baseball team, whose name I don't remember either. I believe his name is Sugimura. That sounds right to me. Um, anyway, and so uh, they're just kind of hanging out, and like she's reading aloud some of the versions of Country Rope that she's translated, slash wrote. And one of them is like, oh, concrete roads in Tokyo and like mm-hmm. everything's burned down and, you know, nature has been lost. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, 
It's kind of a jokey version. Anyway, and she like leaves behind her notebook, her Yuko walking away, so she comes back, and there's this boy. And she also checked out this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has this boy, you know, this this like mysterious red guy who's checked out all these books before has the last name in there. Yes. Donated by well, it was this don- person's donated family. by yeah. The like, Omisawa family. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she so was reading that book. This like this boy shows up mm-hmm. and then he's like, Well, yeah, I need the book back. And he's like, Okay, like gives her the book back and he's like, I wouldn't I wouldn't, you know, bet on concrete roads, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's all flustered and yeah. angry. Makes fun of her as he rides off on his bicycle. Yeah. Sister is a jerk to her. Yeah, well she's like her sister's just very responsible. She's in college. Yeah. She's like doing a whole thing and being a be human person is mad that her sister is thirteen, basically. That's like the <laughs> whole thing. He's like yeah. she's like, Why aren't you eighteen like me? Yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's her whole Yep, and her you know, her mom thing. is in grad school. Um, yeah. her dad works at the library, mm-hmm. which is the best. Um, anyway, and so she is, she goes to take lunch to her dad at the library. Mm-hmm. And she, she just goes to the library and like reads all yeah, the time. Yeah, she just goes there all the time. Um, and this cat gets on the train. And sits next to her, yeah. Yep. And so she's like, what's the deal with this cat? And the cat gets off the train. So she follows it um, across town. Yeah, to this uh, antique tree. I mean, there's sort of, you know, a, a kind of a very whimsical and, you know, chase sequence, right? <laughs> um, yes. Anyway, and uh, she, uh, I mean, she kind of goes to this antique shop and there's this little statue of a cat man who's mm-hmm. wearing a suit and bow tie. Yes, yeah, a very dapper cat yeah, man. Very, ta- very dapper cat man. Anyway, and she befriends the guy, like, owner of the antique shop who, like, shows her this cool clock. Mm-hmm. Has this, like, story behind it and stuff. It's a really cool clock. And then she's like, oh, I need to, I need to leave. I need to go to the library. And so she leaves, you know, go, goes running off to the library. She's, like, so excited. She's like, oh, this is a place where, like, stories start. Like, yeah, she's so enamored with this place. Yeah, and just, like, the magic. And right, and she also, like, runs it. into traffic and is just clearly very distracted. <laughs> and she left behind her dad's lunch. But, uh, who brings it but this mysterious boy yeah. who was reading the book earlier and made fun of her for Concrete Roads. Yep. Um, and he also has the cat on the back of his bike. Yeah. Um, um, so she's like, what the heck? Who's this guy who's, you know, because, yeah, he, he makes fun of her. He's like, that's a big lunch for you. Oh, yeah, like, that's right. And she's like, it's not my lunch. lunch. And he's like, what a big lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, she starts singing Concrete Roads as, uh, as he's biking away. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> anyway, uh, good movie. Anyway, and um, yeah, I mean, so like, I'm trying to figure out what else. Like, school starting up again. Yeah. Um, there's this whole drama with her. So with Yuko and the boy that she's a crush on is on the baseball team. Yeah. And that he actually has a crush on. Uh. Yeah. So Sugimura. So. Yeah. Break down the. So. This a, a mystery boy wrote like a love letter to Yuko. Yeah. It was like, hey, I like you. Secret admirer. Yuko's like No, I think I think Yuko knows who it is. Oh. Because that's that's one of the things she's like, oh, what am I gonna tell this guy? Because I know it's not mm. this guy I have a crush on. Yeah. Right. So some some guy. Yeah, some guy we likes, don't know. Some guy yeah. likes Yuko. Yeah. 
and Yuko likes Sugimura. Mm-hmm. And um, this boy who sent the letters on the baseball team was Sugimura, and thus tasked him to ask Yuko for a response, because right. she has not replied. And then Yuko gets upset. Yuko uh, gets so upset, and it's so sad. Yeah. Um, and so, then, so she skips school the next day. Yeah. Um, even though there's a test. Even though there's a test. Right. Um, and so Sugimura walks, you know, is talking with Shizuku, and is like, hey, like... Like, did I do something wrong? Yeah, and... what, what happened? Like, what did I do to her? Right. And she's uh, like, you're dense, you're a dumb boy, she likes you. Yeah. And then he's like, well, like, that's no good, because I like you. And she's like, what? No. <laughs> and it's like, we're just gonna be friends, and things forever. are so awkward. <laughs> yeah, forever. <laughs> um, um, this is a movie yeah. about about bitty teenagers. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. So yeah, she tries to go visit the store. A couple times, but it's closed. It's always closed every time she goes back. Yeah. Um, and so she's just feeling very sad about the situation. And she's outside the locked store and petting the cat. Um, the same cat yeah. <laughs> shows up. It's a little cat. And, and there's the cat man. There's the cat yeah. and there's the cat man. Two Correct. different entities. And then Mystery Boy shows up on his bike and is like, hey, like, this is my grandfather's shop. And, like, I can get you in, um, even though it's closed. So they, like, go around the back. Um, oh, yeah, and also the Baron's been, like, she's kind of peeked through the window. Right. Baron's the name of the cat man. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember what the full name is, but it's the Baron. <laughs> um, and he's, like, missing. It's just like, oh, like, no, that's my grandpa's, like, family treasure. Like, he yeah. just, you know, doesn't always it would keep never it out. be sold. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he, like, takes her in and, like, shows her, like, some cool, like, she shows her, like, the way the light, like, reflects off of his eyes and stuff in this really cool way, mm-hmm. and, um, and then, like, he goes downstairs, and she walks down with him, and he's, like, making a violin. Yeah. And it turns <laughs> out that he's, like, also sort of an aspiring artist. He's, you know, wants to make, wants to make violins. hmm Yeah. Um, and she's, like, amazed by it, and he's, like, very, like, oh, I'm fine, like, I'm, I'm learning. Yeah, you he's know. like, I, I have to go to Italy if I ever want to be good. Right. Um. hmm and so, so then she's like, well, surely you must know how to play. Play me a song. Um, you know, the, like, the ultimate flirt <laughs> for teenagers who yeah, play music. Play me a song. Um, play me Wonderwall. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sorry I mean there. I apologize. So he, he pulls out a violin and starts like playing an arrangement of Country Road. Because he's like, I'm only going to play if you sing. Right. And she's like, no, I'm a bad singer. Um. Yeah. So, so, she... so yeah, he's like, I know you know this song, and plays country roads. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she's singing like her version of the song, mm-hmm. right? No, I well, I mean, okay, we, let's not get bogged down in this. <laughs> she sings country road. Yes, in Japanese. In Japanese. <laughs> um, and well, I swear it's the same version that she shows her friends in the classroom. Anyway. She shows them two different versions. No, she doesn't. She does. She shows them the version where it's country road, and she shows them the version where it's concrete road. No, there's three different versions. Because she shows those two to Yuko in that first scene, and then she has a new version, like a new draft that she shows to all of her friends in the classroom, and that's the one she sings with um, this boy. 
right. I'm sorry. So we wouldn't get I bogged down in it. I shrugged, but nobody could see it. <laughs> so we wouldn't get bogged down in it when we did. Um, anyway. She sings country roads. She sings country roads. Anyway, and then Grandpa comes back with his, like, buddies, and yeah. they all pull out, like, and, like, one pulls out a cello, one of them has, like, a... Like a lute. Like a lute. Like a string of lute. A, a stringed, you know, guitar-like instrument. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. a lute. Uh, and then one of them's like has a tambourine, but then he pulls out like a flute and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's a little recorder. Yeah. Um, and they just play this. Yeah, it's really this it's very so lovely uh, arrangement of the song. It's so good. Um, and um, um, and then she finds out that this boy is Seiji Amasawa. Yeah. The and, mystery, the mystery name on the, mis- the library card tickets. Yeah, and so. She's like kind of. I mean, it's like very playful, but she's like a little bit like, oh, my vision of <laughs> she's been shattered. Yeah, well, she's also he. She's also like kind of angry, and he's like, "What's your problem? Like, you never asked me my name, <laughs> right? Yeah. Why? Why would I tell you my name? Right. Without the, you explicitly asking me? Because yeah. um, because she knew that it was you know that uh the store owner was his grandpa. Yeah. And his last name is Nishi. Right. So yeah. she's like what? So it's like the it's like the mom's side or you know whatever. Yeah. However it works. I don't know how it works in Japan. Yeah. With names. I don't know. Um anyway, so they like basically kind of become a thing that night. <laughs> I mean they don't like kiss or anything, to be clear. They do not. But they just like have like share a really tender moment as they're like as, you know, she takes, he kind of, like, takes her part way home, mm-hmm. right? And, um, anyway, and they just kind of have a nice moment together. And he's like, yeah, my parents don't really want me to go to Italy and stuff. But, you know, my grandpa fights for me and I yeah. appreciate it. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go to Italy. Right. For two And then, months. like, the next day. Well, that's later. So the next day, he shows up at school. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, well, can you talk to me? And all the students are like, whoa, what's whoa, 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 oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's going to Italy for two months. It's yeah. like doing an apprenticeship, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To see like if he has, you know, talent and can do it. And like, basically his dad's like, if, you know, you do this and like you put in the work and like he says, this guy says you has talent, have talent, then like. Then you can. Then you can go to school and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you can not go to high school. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna see if we can summarize this part quick. Okay. Because basically, what basically what happens is she's like, "Wow, I'm doing nothing with my life." Like, yeah. He's like pursuing his dreams. He has this like vision of the future, and I don't. Mm-hmm. Um. And then after talking to Yoko about it, she kind of has this epiphany. And is like, "Oh, I should write a story." Uh-huh. So she starts writing. The next part of the movie is like her writing a story about the Baron, basically yes. the Catman. The Catman, and uh, she has permission from. Her you know, the grandpa. No, well, yes. She asks him if she can write a story about the Baron, and he's like, on one condition. You oh, right. Have, you have to let me yeah, read it. Yeah, this is actually it. important. Read it first. Anyway. Like, when, when you're done writing. Right. And so, and she has some kind of conflict because her, like, grades start slipping. Well, and yeah, because she, and... she, like, stays up super late yeah. every night and right. doesn't study. I tried to, I tried to summarize quickly. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I have, like, I have, like, a thing in my head. Um, anyway, so, but then she finishes the story and, like, gives it to the grandpa to read, and he, like, reads it upstairs, and she's, like, downstairs in the, you know, in the antique shop, like, freaking out, basically. Yeah. And he comes down and is like, it's good. Like, it's rough, but, like, you've shown me, like, your soul. And, and she, you know, he gives her, like, this stone, and this is an image that's earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's, like, this rough-hewn stone that has, um, gems inside of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and, uh, Yeah. And so she's like, 
I did I did a thing and and she comes back as like okay I'm gonna study for high school and I'm mm-hmm. gonna be you know responsible human yeah now and you know, yeah try and, basically I just needed to prove like, to myself that yeah I, I had to push and get something out yeah um so then she's asleep wakes up in the middle of the night and who's outside her window Seiji. It's Seiji, because it's been, it's been two months. It's been two months. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, Seiji, like, basically, like, rides her, the bike, up to this hill, and is like, hey, like, the, the guy said that I'm good at oh, this, oh. and, like, I, you know, can do it, um, and so I think, like, you know, I'll go to the school, and, like, what are you gonna do, and mm-hmm. he's like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to high school, and then I'm gonna try and write, you know? And he's like, okay, like, do you want to marry me? <laughs> Basically. Well, yeah. Is there another beat like, before that? that you talk about? Not, not really, but yeah. he, like, sets it up. He's like, I don't know when. Like, right. it's someday far away. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, you're going to go to high school and I'm right. going to Italy. Right. <laughs> but, like, someday will you marry me? Yeah. And she's like, yes. Yep. <laughs> and then the movie ends. Yep. We... Kind of summarize that. Also, there's like a whole bunch of fantastical scenes. Well, yeah, there's stuff. There's scenes from her novel. Yeah. Um, I think we'll, Which, we'll talk yeah, about we that later. Yeah, don't Which, need to be. There's no. There's no plot. Yeah, there's no plot. But I just want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. I That's mean, you say like a whole bunch of fantastical scenes. There's like three, and it's like a minute and a half in the movie. <laughs> so. Hey, I was led to believe by the cover of this movie <laughs> that that would be the majority of the movie. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> this is something we should t- but like Emma like the whole time was like what's up with the cat man? Yeah and where's like, the cat man? <laughs> and we're like well you know yeah because I was like well I don't want to I don't want to like color the experience for you but like yeah and like about halfway through I was like okay it's been long enough like there are no supernatural things in this movie. Yeah. And she was like <laughs> Because, yeah, it's also weird because there's the Cat Returns, which is, like, uh, not a sequel to it's this movie? It's a spiritual movie? sequel. No, it's not That's that. A, yeah, sure. I mean, well, maybe it is. Not in the video game sense, though. Because it's not, it's not a movie that's like Whisper of the Heart. It's a movie that has the Baron in it. Yeah. And that is completely different. Totally. <laughs> um, well, it's also, okay, you know what? It is also a coming-of-age story about a young girl. So okay, there, there you, you go. go. There you go. There you go. But it's not, anyway, it's different. Um... Tim Curry's in the, uh, the dub. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, well, Emma, why don't you tell me about your like and your yikes? Likes Because we do yikes. a segment, talk about little things we liked and little things we didn't like about a movie. Just yep. a little vent zone. Yep, but no, don't want to spend too much time on it. Mm-hmm. My like, oh, I don't know why I like it so much. It's so good. It's um, good. There's just a part where, you know, she's following the cat um, and, you know, she bends, she, like, crouches down to pet it, um, and as she crouches, she does, she's, like, because she's wearing a short skirt, um, in this scene, and she just, like, tucks her skirt in underneath her, and it, that was, like, the realest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in, right. like, any movie, in all of cinema. <laughs> I was, like, I feel that deeply in my bones. <laughs> I have done that countless times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just that little skirt tuck. Little, little skirt tuck. Yeah. Um, that's my like. Don't ask me why. My It's great. <laughs> my yike um is the length. This movie like felt really long. Um it's almost two hours long. Mm-hmm. 
and it felt really long, but also, like, I felt like it wasn't long enough, because it didn't, like, give me quite enough of certain yeah, things. Yeah, like, all the, all the beats, I mean, like, obviously we didn't go into detail, but, like, every beat with, we described pretty much every beat with uh, Shizuku and Shiji. Yeah. Um, um, so, like, if you're like, oh, that seems kind of fast, like, it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and stuff, and so it's like, I would have gladly sat through more, but, like... It also felt like so long, um, and like kind of dragged a little bit for yeah. me. Um, and again, like it didn't ruin the movie at all. Um, and I like all the stuff that was in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just like felt a little off. Either needed more or less. Yeah. Um. So so my Ike is I was very concerned about uh, Shizuku's dad's lunch. <laughs> the whole sequence we talked about. <laughs> And, like, I, I knew, like, when she, like, leaves, I was like, oh, she forgot the lunch. And, like, like I just knew. And, like, it was, like, I know the movie's doing this intentionally. Like, everything, of course, works out just fine. Yeah. You know, like, she gets lunch to him. and there's not, But it was just, I was like, I, I, don't, I was just thinking about, like, me at work. And I'm like, I don't know what I would do <laughs> if I, like, needed someone to bring me lunch and they didn't bring me lunch. Yeah. Like, it would be, like. Day ruiner. Yeah, no, it would be. It would be like, it'd be like, like, I guess, I mean, like, we do have like a, we have like a market at work, you know, where mm-hmm. I can get like a bagel or whatever. And I like have done that. I have like, oh, I don't have time to pack lunch. So like, I'll just buy some at work. And like, it is terrible. And I hate it. This is it a big just, it was, Yeah, it was anxiety inducing. Um, and it's not a problem with this movie at all. It was just something that stressed me out. Um, so there's a part when after, um, Shiji, uh, like, makes fun of her for the first time about Concrete Road. Uh, which she doesn't remember that he did later in the movie, which is so good. Yeah. Um, anyway, and she's like, jerk! Like, he's, you know, <laughs> he's like, jerk! Jerk! Saying that, and then she, like, goes... <laughs> it's so good. She, like, goes up to the fridge and opens the fridge <laughs> and then pulls out, like, a big thing, like, a big thermos of tea, you know, and, like, unscrews it and just, like, takes a huge <laughs> swig out of it and then, like, looks, you know, kind of <laughs> off. And she has this, like, smile on her face. She's like, I wouldn't keep concrete. He does, like, the same thing <laughs> oh, that he said, right? right? And just that expression of, like, mischievousness that she's, yeah. like, so... And, like, just, like, this way of, like... It's, like, it's, like, the exact voice when, like, teenagers... When, like, teenage girls are, like, saying what boys did. And, like, the, they talk like this, you know? Yeah, right. It's <laughs> like she's doing, like, the equivalent <laughs> of that. Right. It's just very funny. Um, so I like that a lot. It's very good. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Well, woof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got Yeah, we're we, going to go there. We're going to we're going to go there. We got some rowdy energy. We <laughs> yeah. got some uh we're taking some time on Hope this you're summary. Buckled in. <laughs> Hope you're buckled in. And now we're going to talk about the saddest shit in the world. <laughs> so, as discussed, this movie was directed by Yoshifumi Kondo. Um, and Kondo is the first person to direct a movie for, this was the first movie, um, for Studio Ghibli that was directed by someone other than Miyazaki or Takahata. Yeah, like the two founding directors, Mm -hmm. Um, and stuff, and so, like, you know, as Grace said earlier, he, like, had done animation on a lot, um, and had been an animation director. Yeah, he also, like, worked on, like, a bunch of TV stuff, like, I think he did, like, Heidi and, or, like, whatever the, it was, like, the Mountain Girl anime um, that Miyazaki a, worked on. Anne of Green Gables. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Gables, um, yeah. He, he worked on Loop in the Third. Yeah. So, like, he just worked on a ton of stuff. Like, he wasn't 
super young. Um, but he right. was young. Um, and three, like, you know, a little less than three years after this movie came out. Um, because he was supposed to, he was seen kind of as, like, he was going to be, like, the successor, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for these directors. Right. Um, and stuff. And so he, the last mm-hmm. movie he worked on was Princess Mononoke. Um, but in 1998, he died suddenly of an aneurysm. Yeah. Um, which the doctors, because, you know, aneurysms can come from plenty of things, but the doctors hypothesized that it came because of overwork. Yeah, well, and actually, and stress. I, so I, I don't know how legit this stuff is. It's from Nausicaa.net, <laughs> which is the Hayao Miyazaki web. And it's just like what very nineties looking website. Oh yeah. And wow. on it, um, yeah, the Emma Singh. Yeah, we're looking. Time, at I just it. pulled it up. <laughs> um, but it has these translations of elegies written by uh, Miyazaki and uh, Takahata about. Anyway, and he talks about like he like he's like I remember uh, one scene in Future Boy Conan uh, when the hero last year the hero went up, and he said like he like wrote did the scene like half conscious like in the night but like it had this like beautiful spirit in it and he said like basically like and it's like i I mean part of me finds that like very beautiful Mm -hmm. but also just like so so sad well also that like he'd been according to this like he'd been in the hospital like a whole bunch of times and so like miyazaki was like oh like he'll be back yeah like this is just what you know and then it's just really yeah yeah. it's just that yeah i you know a thing i read said that like it was, like, possibly the reason why Miyazaki went into retirement, like, the first time right. he retired, semi-retired, yeah. um, because he was just, like, so upset about this. Right, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just, like, it what? just makes me think of the scene in Porco Rosso, where Fio stays up all night designing the plane, and Porco is like, hey, that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, this plane looks great, but, like... Right. That's really unhealthy. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I didn't think about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, but the thing is, it's it's very like Porco, like, does stuff like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's also just really, because this was a movie that, like, really, um, I mean, and we'll talk about this. Like, this is a movie that, like, really influenced how I think about creativity. And, like, and even now, like, basically, I have this envy for how people act in this movie because I feel like. You know, and I I don't want to be like, I don't know. I don't just want to be like, it's all capitalism, you know. Um, and it is it is that, but it's also not like, this is also like, but like, I've always wanted to like be creative and like write novel. Like I've, you know, thought about writing stuff a bunch of times and like I've written a bunch, but like mm-hmm. also, you know, and we have these creative projects and like um, very few of them have like really gone anywhere beyond like sort of the initial planning stages. Um, And, like, seeing a movie where, like, young people, Mm -hmm. like, took it upon themselves to, like, do something was, like, super impactful to Mm me. Um, And also, yeah, like, it's just, like, I mean, I'm just a big softy romantic. And so, like, this really, like, heartwarming romance between two people who, like, you know, I I think the movie, like, makes clear, like, mutually sort of respect and support each other Mm -hmm. um, was also really... Anyway, and so, like, I did... And also, for some reason, I thought that Takahata had directed this movie. Like, I don't know why I thought that. I think there's some, like, featurette Mm. on the DVD (laughs) that we had that was, like, 
like, oh, here's, you know, Pom Pom Pom, like other movies by Studio Ghibli, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is all the same director as Whisper of the Heart. And it's not, right? It's this other guy. And so, like, it was wild being like, oh, it's not this other guy. It's like, and it's like, oh, he died. Like, that's why he never made any of their movies. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, yeah, like, something about that was just, like, really. Yeah, well, um, it's. No, I don't think I have. I mean, I have other stuff, but... Yeah, it was just, like, because I, I knew that you told me that he had died and, like, never directed another movie um, and yeah. stuff. I knew that before, but I didn't, like, find out about the aneurysm. Yeah, like, well, I think after. I said that it was a car accident or something. I had misremembered or whatever, right? Yeah, and stuff. And so, like, honestly, like, for me, watching the scenes where, like, Shizuku is, like, working on her novel... Um, was like a little bit like uncomfortable and like you know i was just like concerned like you know she's like 14 and like not eating you know except like chips and cookies and like staying up too late and like not doing any of her schoolwork and stuff and i was like this is bad like you know and like she's like pushing herself so hard and it's like at the you know when she finishes the story she like cries yeah so well, like hard. when like, the grandpa says like oh it's good yeah like, you've shown me part of yourself right and yeah she, she just weeps yeah right? like it's just like this huge weight that was on her um and so and so like yeah part of it, it's like really cool that like she's like so young and able to do this and again like yeah. i also wish um that is like something i've certainly struggled with um just like putting in the time on things you know yeah. i played i played music for nine years and i hardly ever practiced right um mm-hmm. and stuff and i just like you know that was something that was very difficult for me so yeah i also like kind of admired it um but i was like oh like this is you know my therapist would <laughs> like right. not be happy with this <laughs> um and right, stuff and yeah. it's like yeah and that's like you know at least in some sense like probably what he was doing to himself right yeah well because the thing is i do think there is this moment where i mean it's sort of the end when she when she finishes it she is like i've done this thing i needed to do yeah and like like i'm gonna you know do school now i'm going to like there's sort of this like refocusing yeah well and she talks about like i want to go to high school because i want to learn more about writing right i did this thing that i had to um but like now i'm gonna like continue that path but like on a different way and like maybe a right. more stable way yeah um, um what i also think like there's yeah so i i mean yeah i think it's really interesting because this is um yeah we're just gonna talk about whiplash again this is what's gonna happen <laughs> it the ever the never-ending specter <laughs> um but just like i think like I don't really, the thing is, I don't know if that movie is, like, actually bad, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. um, and I definitely am, but, like, something that, that made it so upsetting to me is, like, I see, like, you know, anyway, for Don't Resolve Whiplash is about, it's about this drummer at a music school, it's basically Juilliard, who gets under this, like, abusive teacher who pushes him really hard, and equally he pushes himself, um, and anyway, a bunch of stuff happens, and he gets, like, get, he, like, you know, gets kicked out of the school and then also gets a teacher fired, but they end up working together again. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's this like whole thing, but it's basically about like, okay, do you, I mean like a like part of it's like greatness in art comes at like this tremendous sacrifice and cost and like, mm-hmm. you know, is that worth it? And like, and it, you know, sort of tries to not come at any easy answers, um, even though I feel like it, it does ultimately. Um, and I think there's definitely a parallel here in sort of this moment where like, I mean, both these characters are like, um, 
obsessive about mm-hmm. these things to the point where like I'm you know like he's like I'm willing to go against my parents like I'm willing to like you know go move to this foreign country where like it doesn't say that he knows Italian <laughs> or if he doesn't know Italian yeah. it just never brings that up yeah. you know like he might he may or may not know Italian <laughs> right um but also I think there's this element of like um I think part of um because like because part of it is yeah like I see that element of myself and I'm also like disappointed in myself that i'm not able to do this Mm -hmm. right and so i think part of what made whiplash really upsetting was like was part of it was like oh this is just i mean it's an upsetting movie and it's supposed to be like upsetting but it's also like oh i could never do this Mm -hmm. and like i'll never make things worthwhile right and i think that something this movie does in contrast and like that is like you know even if she goes um shikuro's shizuku's Sorry, I don't know what it is with me and these names. Um, Shizuku's novel is, like, the only thing she ever puts out. Mm-hmm. Like, that has, like, intrinsic value. Yeah. Right? And this, like, act of creativity has, like, beauty and power. Right? Yeah. And so I think, like, that that's something that I think, I mean, it's been a common thread through, like, I think it's in Kiki's Leave Your Services and, like, We Are the Best, so other movies that we mm-hmm. watch on the show um, has been this, like, emphasis on creativity that, like, centers, like, so, like, and I think that's also something that's really great about, like, she does, like, want this validation from someone else and this, like, but she also, like, is doing it for herself, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, like, Whiplash is very much, like, it's, it's you know, even uh, obsessive and romantic with these, like, two figures and this, mm-hmm. like, institutional acceptance, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, there aren't institutions in, in Wish with Heart. There's not a publisher, right? There's yeah. no, like, other, <laughs> like, it is just for her and for, you know, this boy that or Shenji, who whom she loves, right? And I think mm-hmm. that like like yeah, there's um there's definitely I think this thread of like obsession and like overwork that's in it, but I think there's also there's there's another there's another element to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. do you have any other further thoughts about that or I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah um I'm just trying to think about yeah, because I, I just think that's I just think you make a good point, right? And mm-hmm. I think it's like worth unpacking, even though I like and I don't want to make it seem like what I'm saying is, like, pushing against, like, why, like, oh, like, made you uncomfortable. Here's why you're wrong. <laughs> you know, that's not what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, no, I think, like, um, yeah, it was just, like, yeah, because during those scenes, I was like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. Right, but, right, I think it does, at the end, like, take this, like, right. m- more healthy stance, right? Right. Um, and stuff, but, yeah, but then it was just, like, but it's extra just, sense yeah but just it's like just, read that and be like right. oh like yeah you know because sometimes you don't get that chance to like try again in right. a more healthy way yeah right sometimes you don't so. right well yeah and then also like for you know um for uh yoshifuma kondo like there was an institution yeah right there were and like and maybe you know one that was like you know, I, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not in a position where I can judge what the institution meant to him and like what it did to mm-hmm. him, right? But it is like there was an outside external force that was like yeah. p- making him put in work in a way that there isn't for these characters, right? Yeah, and like, yeah. So it's it's sad, it's yeah. rough. Um, but yeah, sort of going along with the creativity angle, this there's this image um, in one of the fantastical sequences that. Um, that, like, has stuck with me for a long time, even mm-hmm. though I sort of altered it in memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's where she's basically... So there's this, like, girl in the novel who's basically Shizuku. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, like, running through this, um, this like, crystal cave 
and there's only one crystal in the cave that's real. Mm-hmm. Right? And so she's like trying to find there's all these different ones shining and there's this super bright one and she grabs it and it kind of pulls out of the ground and then it turns into a dead bird mm-hmm. in her it hand. Happens. And she screams, right? In my mind, it was like a beetle or something. <laughs> that was my memory of it. Um, I think it's just because, like, that's what I find scarier, I guess. It's <laughs> like a big dead beetle. Um, and, um, and like, but just that, that, I feel like that taps into, like, a very foundational, like, creative sensation where you, like, you have this beautiful thing in your head and you try and make it. And it, like, and it may, it might not actually be awful, right? Mm-hmm. It may or may or may not actually be terrible, but, like, it has this appearance of just torrid, mm-hmm. you know, miss and, like, that, like, what, I've made this, like, hideous thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, something that's, like, actively, like, harmful and bad somehow, but, like, you know, disproves <laughs> yeah. my worth as a human being. And so, like, I think that image has just, like, wormed its way into my mind. And so, <laughs> yeah. it's just, like, there. Oh, you know? no. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not in a bad way. I think it, like, gives, it, it's help, helping me express something that I feel, yeah. right? I think actually something that, like, that I like about this movie a lot is that it, it emphasizes, like, how creativity, like, is work. And it's not, like, it's not necessarily, like, miserable, mm-hmm. right? It's not necessarily, like, oh, like, I'm just, this is, like. You have um, to suffer. You have to suffer, right? Or, like, you have to go through trauma, right, to make art. But you do have to work. And that is hard mm-hmm. and is not, and sometimes it is like difficult in like, not just in like, a, oh, like I have to like keep at this and like keep working at it, mm-hmm. which is like in this kind of workmanship way, but it's also like kind of can be like spiritually or emotionally difficult. Right. Yeah. And I think it, it doesn't see that stuff as like inherently like negative or, mm-hmm. or bad. It's just like part of this process. Right. And mm-hmm. maybe that ties into sort of this like subtextual justification of overwork right that might be in it a little bit but i think also it's it's also something that's wise and true mm-hmm. yeah well, i think that ties into um this movie also kind of brings up a few times um that because um i believe it's when um seiji is like playing the violin yeah um and Shizuku was like, wow, like, you sound so good. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And stuff. And he's, and his response is, uh, there's lots of, there's lots of people who are as good as me. Right. Um, and yeah. then like later when Shizuku has this conversation with Yuko after Seiji is left and she like quotes him, she's like, there's lots who are as good as me. Um, and she takes that to mean like, I have to like work. Right. Because right. Like, there are people who are as good as me as like, you know writing different versions of country roads. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, um, and stuff. And so if I want to work and I just like heard that all the time again. So yeah, I was in band for years. Um, people like I would, I was, um, (laughs) well, this is also the thing that's important to my backstory in band is that I played euphonium, which is not an instrument. A lot of people play. (laughs) Right. Um, and stuff. And so like all my friends played clarinet or flute and, like, I was so impressed by, like, how much work they put in and how often they practiced and how, like, beautiful they sounded. And, like, one of my good friends, like, like her parents and grandparents, like, worked up to, like, buy her a $10,000 flute, you know? like Ooh, Okay, wow. Well, yeah. yeah, instruments are expensive. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> um, I understand that. That's just, that's just a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and stuff, but it was because she, like, it was important, you know, and she yeah. was, like, tra- pra- like, she put in work mm-hmm. in order to, like warrant a ten thousand dollar flute right and i was like wow like you all are so good and they're like no like yeah i am not good at all um and stuff and like 
yeah, just being like, I feel like in a lot of times in art, both because of like capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> and like also just because of like, like how personal it can be mm-hmm. and like, and how you can just like see your work as a dead bird. Yeah. <laughs> and like other people's are like crystals um right mm-hmm. and stuff like there's i feel like there's just this mentality often where it's like oh like there's a lot like like i'm not good because like there's so many people who are as good as me right if not better like yeah. there's always someone better um and for me like and like i wish i had practiced more but like it was freeing in a way where yeah. it was like i don't have to like practice too much like i just have fun and like i don't have too much competition so like i get to play cool pieces um and like i got to i'm not saying i had a better time than my friends um and stuff but like my experience was more like well my experience was like shizuku being like oh i'm not good at singing (laughs) um and then like she's saying and like she's not great like but she like does perfectly fine enough yeah like gets to experience this magical moment with like right. all these really talented players around her yeah. and she's like part she gets to be part of that even though like you know and like isn't worried about like oh like there well, are better not... people like, right right who are singing than me. and like i don't know I'm, I'm kind of just going off just rambling no no i think um, this is all connected but yeah like that was that was just really prevalent for me yeah um, what i think based on my experience. i mean yeah i just feel like that's something that this movie does as well i mean that we sort of already talked about it's just like foregrounding like like that moment when they when they play this song together it's just so lovely but it's all it, it is spontaneous right and it's a moment that's shared just for them right mm-hmm. and obviously like i can boot it up on my iphone you know <laughs> on album and put it like it's on spotify you know it's on the music stream i can listen to it right but that's not the impression that it makes in the movie right it is not yeah. this you know, even though it was probably like written and arranged by like a bunch of people, the the sensation in the movie is this this moment of spontaneity, mm-hmm. this moment of like connection that's like you know kind of like beautiful and unifying, right? Mm-hmm. And that exists sort of on this like this like casual wavelength, yeah. right? And even like yeah, those players are like good enough that they could be professionals, yeah. right? I mean, but, they're like, good enough to jump into a song, right? You know, exactly, and, yeah, and like, and, like play solos, right? Uh-huh. Um, but but yeah, but it's like this, um, and I think it you know it it celebrates that moment. And lets it, and I think it, it lets that moment like be, yeah. As sort of like there's not, um, like I, I mean it, you know it serves I guess some function in the plot, but it's also just like it is just a beautiful thing, and it lets it be like a beautiful thing. And I think like, um, I mean yeah, I think that's something that like in media criticism and like in kind of stuff we can maybe get better at is it doesn't have to i mean i don't know it's tricky because i i do think like i do not want to lose sight of like material conditions Mm -hmm. and i hope that's something that we foregrounded in this podcast talking about like the things that like went into this movie and like the sweat and blood and like that people people died Mm -hmm. (laughs) because of doing work like this right and like that um like affects like whether this is like an ethical thing to have been made right but i also think like a beautiful thing can be beautiful mm-hmm. and like it doesn't have to be like i don't know it doesn't have to be a metaphor it doesn't have to be like a yeah. allegory or something right yeah. it can just be sort of i i keep thinking of this german thing like an sich like it is <laughs> beautiful unto itself right yeah. it is like mm-hmm. you know. it's like a rio bravo it's like rio bravo yeah it is like rio bravo actually <laughs> <laughs> it is like yeah rio bravo great movie 
Yeah. Uh, that's my take. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you want to talk a bit about? I mean, there's a few other threads that we could, we could touch on here. Yeah. Like, um, um it's something that was cool, like staying with the theme of just like art and right. like creation, mm-hmm. um, and stuff. And like, it's just talking about like how magical this movie feels. Um, and like how, as you said, like the fantastical parts of it with a flying cat man doll statue, um, it's like yep. a minute of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff. And so like just the like she when um when say she takes her dad to the basement and she sees him working on a violin and there's all these viol other like completed violins hanging from the ceiling and, and mm-hmm. he points out like which one he uh he he points out the one that he'd made already. Yeah. yeah. Um and she's like, Whoa, that's like magic. And he's like, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but then, like, yeah, but then this, like, whole scene with, like, the music, it feels so magical. Yeah. Um, and just, like, otherworldly. And, like, yeah, part of it is, like, that spontaneity, right? Right. Um, but, like, also, yeah, just, like, when people create things, like, at least, like, in my experience, like, especially together. Yeah. Um, either in, like, small or large groups, like... It just feels so. It's just, it's just, it's just magic, um, right? Yeah, <laughs> and so, and so, I well, like. I, um, oh, sorry. Keep, and it's like that she's that. like writing this fantasy novel, um, stuff, but like, yeah, she has example and like, you know, but yeah, she just has these examples like of magic in the real world, like as we as real humans experience, right? It, like, well, I mean, I feel like there's also that there's a very explicit connection that's made by the movie. Um, because there's a so the scene when she's running uh, away from the antique shop after she's like, oh, I'm late. I have to bring my dad's lunch. There's a shot of her like going down the stairs, and the the, you know, the cityscape is before her, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a repeat of that shot. She's having this, you know, it's like showing part of her novel where like the you know the girl is like flying around with the cat man, mm-hmm. and it shows this like big you know fantastical fantasy landscape, and then um you know, sort of tilts down Mm -hmm. and you see her running down the same stairs, Mm -hmm. right? And over the same cityscape, right? And so it's making this explicit connection between like these experience, these like very down to earth, like, I mean, regular experiences that we have, like finding a cool shop in a corner of the city that you haven't been to before. Mm -hmm. And like, is like, oh, this is magic, right? Like this is, this is what like, you know, dreams and creativity and like beauty is made out of. It's like this very simple, like, Mm -hmm. um, sort of thing yeah we're just oh the clock is so good the clock is really um, great yeah it's like this old grandfather clock that like when you crank it like it opens and there's like these little dwarves who are like mining for gems um right, the dwarf it's like spinning around and it's got like a big old gem in his hand he's like yeah i got a big yeah, old gem got, got a big old gem. um and stuff and it like tells the story of like you know like a prince and princess who are like separated you know by the clock by time you know well the Um, prince it's like the fairy princess is like a sheep she's a sheep except when the clock strikes 12 right um but like the prince like lives in one of the numbers in the clock that's right and every single hour he appears like to look for her to wait for her and so and so it's it's so cool but like this like literal fairy tale was like crafted by someone right and like is in the shop because it's being repaired like you know by 
human hands. Right. Um, well, I think also something that's interesting about it is like he talks about like how it's it's in some old castle or something, mm-hmm. right? And like, um, like this, you know, the grandfather guy, like he's doing fine. Like he's not like he's maybe like middle class, but he's not like aristocrat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like there's I think this kind of moment of like like I wrote in my notes something like artifacts reclaimed or something that like yeah. like this is a moment where like two sort of very ordinary people and like mm-hmm. the grand scheme are sharing this like like very sort of like bourgeois yeah you know like beautiful thing right but like they get to sort of see it together because of like this chance right that like this and I think I mean this gets into I think the it's really interesting how the the city like this is the first Ghibli movie that we've watched um that has like a relationship with urban space that isn't like contrasted with like a natural space yeah right mm-hmm. like kiki like takes place in a, in a city right but there's also the forest yeah where um is it wait what's her name sabrina, it's not sabrina. ursula ursula uh where ursula lives right and and this um there is no like other space there is the city right and there's different areas of the city that feel distinct from each other yeah right um Anyway, so, but I think that there's sort of that sense of, like, oh, like, people, anything can happen. Like, people can meet each other. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of, like, the, you know, the cat finding her is, like, this chance connection, right? Yeah, well, because also the cat doesn't live any one place. It no. doesn't live with Nishi or Seiji. Like, um, right. they, there's, like, all these different neighbors who it'll go and stay with. And they right. all have different names for it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, like, even, it is, it is sort of revealed that Shinji, like, reveals that, he kind of had a crush on her for a long time Mm -hmm. and that he would like checked out a bunch of books in the library, like hoping that she would see his name. Well, yeah. Cause, cause she, he noticed first her name showing up (coughs) in the books. Right. And so then he would just check out a bunch, like a wide variety (laughs) and massive volume of books just to get his name there. Before. Yeah. Um, so, but like even that, like there's still this, like this sense of like spontaneous, connection right yeah um and i think yeah like I, I just read this book uh imagine you may have seen me talk about it on twitter it is not a good book and i do not recommend it um and i think but it's a book about creativity and i think all the things it has to say about creativity are well worn um and like um there's a lot of neuroscience in it but you know anyway but it's just like yeah just read like another book about writing there's like lots of good books about writing that are not this book <laughs> anyway um but one of the things it talks about is like how urban spaces become like Boundaries of creativity, which is like, I mean, yeah, just like kind of obvious and like on its face, right? But I think like this sensation, like I think it's really interesting in contrast to sort of this this emphasis on the natural world, right? In in Whisper the Heart, like it's very much this like urban environment, right? And yeah. um, but how that like provides this like sense of of connection of like interconnectedness and like yeah. seeing and you know being a part of a world with other people in it in a really like immediate way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't really feel like this movie has a lot to say about nature or like the no. relationship with the natural world. I mean, like it does because it, yeah, there's no the way. there's concrete roads, you know. There's that. <laughs> yeah. There's this illusion to sort of like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's very much about normal folks. Yeah, it's just people. It's just youths. Just youths. Um. Yeah, there's there's a whole I'm trying to think of a good transition, like. All the topics we have left are just about youths. Just about youths. Um, so oh, yeah, like and relationships and, yeah. and stuff, right? Um, so like we can just start with. Um, so going off of you know 
perhaps comparing and contrasting to the other movies we've watched. Um, is Shizuku a mom? No. But yes. <laughs> anyway, her mom is a mom. Her mom's a mom, but she's also going to grad school. Yeah, but... She's a working mom. Shizuku's going to go to high school. That's true. She's going to write. Anyway, and she's yeah. going to get married. Yeah. <laughs> you can do all those things. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I was just... I thought... Yeah, my like brain went down a whole bunch of paths uh, right after watching this movie. Um, because I was thinking about this question. And so my first, my immediate thought was like, no, she's like, it's, it's not a movie, like, regardless of what, you know, we end up saying, like, it's not a movie about being maternal. No. Um, in any way, um, it's like a movie about Shizuku, you know, like, trying and, like, struggling and succeeding to be creative and, like, how that, like, connects and, like, is interdependent, like, on her relationships with other people, right, and the support that she does or does not receive, um, and stuff, and it's all just, like, it's, like, a very personal story, mm -hmm. but then, like, also branching out, like, you know, because she likes a boy. Right. Um. Yeah. And stuff, and then I was, like, well, like, the movie does end with, you know, Seiji literally being, like, someday in the future will you marry me right right yeah. and that's like what we had previously talked about was like even if like you know these are like movies about young girls like so they're obviously not going to be moms anytime soon but it's about that potential yeah um but then <laughs> was like well like yeah our sage uh, um shizuku's mom like is in grad school and right. isn't around a lot but like you know like goes on like you know like there's like one scene where like they walk to school together, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and stuff. It's, she's not, like, absent. And, like, no, the movie there's... does not at all, like, judge her negatively. No, definitely for not. It. Yeah. Um, and stuff. You know, it's like, she's she's busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's in grad school. Well, also, like, and... it's like both of her kids are, like, older and can, like, yeah. cook for themselves. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, it is just, like, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it is not negligent in any yeah, way. Yeah, right? not whatsoever. Yeah. And stuff. And so you, like, totally can be, like, a good and present mom, you know? Yeah. And, like go to school or be a writer or whatever right. um and stuff and so yeah just like i think like sure like shizuku like could very well be a mom like the movie's like not really interested in that question right um um we should talk about the scene i mean unless there's something else you have there well um, i was just i, like I a... think like what contributes to that is like maybe you have like a different opinion on this but i feel like gender is not really relevant in this movie no i i feel like it's true because i i mean there's this moment where um this is not the scene i was going to talk about but mm -hmm. this is this is more relevant to what you're talking about right now um so when they ride the bike to like the spot where um Shinji proposes to her mm -hmm. um he's like riding up this hill and it's like oh, i promised myself i would ride up this hill with you on the back mm -hmm. and she's like no i don't want to be a burden right i don't oh, want yeah, she to be... says i don't want to be a, a man's burden right yeah <laughs> uh, but i feel like that's the most that explicit is the most, yeah. moment but i do feel like th it's this moment where where she's like no like and like it I, I was sort of like fuzzier on the language of this um, because it does feel a little bit more like, I don't want to be a burden. I want to like serve you. Right. <laughs> That's not, but I feel like the intent of that scene, um, or at least the way it reads to me is like this equal partnership, right? That it's yeah. like, I, I, I don't want to just be like 
the person who sits on the back of your bike. Like, I want to be, like, I want to help us get somewhere. Yeah, because right? she helps, because cause I think he's, he's she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be a man's burden. And he's and she, like, okay, like, then you can help push. Right, yeah, yeah. So she gets, I mean, I think she, like, gets off yeah. and, like, starts pushing like, yeah. on sort of, so yeah, it's like, so, I mean, yeah, there's sort of a, I mean, I think you could read that as like, ah, like the labor of the woman, like, <laughs> you know, support, but like, I, I do not feel like that's how that's supposed to read, right? I don't think so. Um, and I don't think that's how it does read. Either. Well, yeah, because, I mean, for a movie it, that is so, so heterosexual, like, yeah. none of the, like, relation, like, there is a part, I mean, it's exactly like, you know, um, Shizuku is like, like throughout like the whole first half of the movie is like oh Sugimura is so dense like he's yeah. like a dumb boy right like, boys are dumb um but then like when she like finds out that he liked her the whole time right. and stuff and she's like I'm so dense, dense yeah. like, you know, <laughs> right like, um and stuff and like yeah for a movie that is so focused on like boy girl relationships like right. there's like nothing about like oh like this is how boys like you know like girls and like this is how right. girls like when there's boys. a there's a little bit of like like shaji's like oh like teases her and that's sort of <laughs> like oh like boys tease girls they like you know <laughs> um which, which also like i don't really know if that's like a a cliche or like i think people say in in japan right <laughs> um but the thing is what, what's revealed about him though is well, actually he's like really sensitive <laughs> and like you know yeah. and like this is not like, this is part of who he is, mm-hmm. right? But he was, like, doing that because he was, like, nervous or, like, you know, it's not, like, you're not really seeing the best side of him when he's, like, yeah. making these jokes, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, and so I think that just, like, plays into, yeah, like, this movie, it, if if Shizuku is a mom, like, the movie's not interested in, like, what type of mom she should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, her outfits are incredible <laughs> and, like, so, like... To me, just like androgynous goals. Um, yeah. Like, literally, like the whole first scene of the movie, I was like, I don't like, <laughs> like, I can't tell, like, right. the explicit gender of this character. Yeah. Um, because of, like, her hair and the way she's dressed, and, like, it was just going, and it was like, it was cool. Right. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Emma actually, like, found, like, she was like, oh, like, the, you know, the, like, the rough stone with the crystals inside, it's, like, being trans, right? <laughs> um, and, like, to me, like, it didn't, like, read, like, it, like, it did not resonate me with, like, Kiki, and, like, Kiki really did this for me, where I was, like, oh, this movie is, like, like, resonates with me, yeah. and this didn't the same way, but I can also, like, see how it would, mm-hmm. right? Like, how it could for someone else, um, and, like, yeah, I just think, I think, I think you're right that, like, um, this is a movie where, like, where we, t- I mean, we talked about this before, like, school is there, mm-hmm. but, like, institutions as sort of this, like, oppressive force are, like, kind of curiously absent or, like, very much at the margins of this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And so there is no, like, there is no brush up with, like, patriarchy no. or with, like, you know, like, um, destructive forms mm-hmm. of heterosexuality yeah. or, like... Her dad is so sweet. Her dad's very sweet. And so gentle. Yeah. I love him. Right, and, like, even when he, like, wants her to study, he, like, still gives her agency. Like, yeah, he he's like, sort of... we will, like, support you in, yeah. like, your efforts. And, like, you know, because this is important to you. And then, like, the next scene, her sister's like, you know he wants you to study, right? Yeah, right. And she's like, I, I can tell. You know, it's written all over his face, right? But yeah. But, yeah, but it's sort of like he still does that. Like, he sticks yeah. to his word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like, I, I, I just realized, I like support dads. Yeah. It's like part of why I like eighth grade so much. I think it's just like a nice dad, <laughs> a great dad, <laughs> a great dad. Um, yeah. I think also I might have just been thinking of gender a lot because um, I'm 
I am not exposed, you know, I've not been exposed to a lot of Japanese media um, in any form. Um, And so, like, two of the very few, like, um, like, modern, like, artistic uh, depictions of, like, you know, current Japan were, like, this movie and this manga, Wandering Sun, uh, which is all about gender. Right, yeah. And stuff. And so I was like, oh, like... like that's connected even though it's just like they have like the same school you know similar school uniforms right because that's what japanese school uniforms look like like. right (laughs) yeah and you're like oh they have the numbers above the door (laughs) it's like yeah like that's just how it is i know Um, i just haven't seen it yeah in lots like in hardly anything and so right yeah well like i and i like i even watching this movie back in the day like i had like a strong context for Mm -hmm. like i you know i read like fruits basket and and, Mm -hmm. like death note even has like the first little bit of it is in high school right Mm -hmm. anyway so um yeah oh wait there's one thing i wanted to talk about in relation to gender so there's a scene where um when shizuku comes to the grandpa to like read to you know give Mm, her the novel he's basically like dozing off Mm -hmm. and he has this dream about this woman um, who shows up like this young woman is like, oh, you're back, but I'm so old. Anyway, and then after she sort of reads in the story, she he tells her the story of the Baron and like how he was like this figure that he found in Germany who had like a companion, like another like a lady cat basically, yeah. like a cat a Baroness, man. the Baroness, right? Um, they were supposed to be together, and like the barkeep who like owned them like refused to sell them because he wanted them both to stay together anyway and it's complicated but basically she got the baroness like this yes this this woman woman. he was friends with right and then he took the baron back to japan Mm -hmm. and the war broke out and he was never able to find her well yeah because they promise that someday because you know he had to go back to japan but like they promised that they would bring the dolls together and then they would get to see each other right so there's the shot basically like you um you know, you you get a shot of, like, him, like, dozing off, and he kind of looks over at the door, and the door opens, and there's, like, a shot of, like, you know, like, the, like, knees down, basically, Mm -hmm. of this woman, and, like, it, you know, tilts up, and then, you know, she runs up, and then he wakes up, like, from this dream, right? And the exact same shot repeats again, except it's Shizuku, like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, like holding her manuscript, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's this interesting moment because it it kind of gestures at what we've talked about before in other Miyazaki movies, where like it's like, oh, you're so much like your mom, yeah. you know. Um, but it's also like not that, and like he does tell this story, mm-hmm. but he doesn't say like, oh, Shizuku, you remind me of her. Yeah. Right. It- well, because he tells her the story, um, because like. In her, after, after he reads her story. Oh, right. Because in her story, she wrote it that, like, the Baron had this Baroness cat statue. Right. And stuff, and, like, they were separated, and he was trying to find her. Right. And stuff, and he's like, oh, like. Yeah. Um, this was a really interesting thing, um, that, like, there were differences between the dub and the sub, like, in the context of this. Right. Um. And we don't have to go into this. This is just right. the thing I read. Um, in the sub, and like the original Japanese, um, it's like, like Shizuku doesn't know anything about like there being like a Baroness cat right. statue, yeah. or like them being separated. Um, and she only finds out when the grandpa tells her. But right. like in the dub, like Seiji mentions it, like, oh, oh. there was a girl one. Oh, like, that's right. I um, can remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. And stuff. And so like 
you know, huh. that's fun fact for you. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, so and I'm not... I, I like it better. Right, I like it better the way... Well, because I, I think that that connection being kind of ethereal is interesting, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like... Because I feel like it almost stands in for like this, like... And maybe this is still sort of a problematic... I don't like that word, but like sort of a, you know, misogynistic, like, oh, like, oh, the woman is muse and sort of creative yeah. inspiration or, but like the, the connection between this old lover of the grandpas and like her is like, not this, like, oh, you're going to be like her, right? Yeah. It's this like sort of ephemeral, like, oh, you, you have sort of this like similar spirit or like you carry with you this like. Or just like you understand you know, this situation. Right. Yeah. Like you made this story about something that is real. Right, yeah. and that I like experience it like it's abstract, it's different in, in a certain way, right? Because also like she is separated from someone that she loves at this time, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the threads of it are not this like very literal like lineage threads. It's not, yeah. you know, <laughs> Luke, I am your father, right? <laughs> um, it is like it's you know more Cloud Atlasy, but that, I mean the book, not the not the film, where it's mm-hmm. like all the same actors, you know, yeah. um, where it's like the threads between the different stories are like very. Um, like sort of abstract and twisted right? yeah. Um, yeah. and layered over each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that like, they, yeah, I, I don't know that. Yeah. Again, like I feel like there's some element that like could be troubling or sort of concerning about that moment, but it's also like, it does kind of resist. I think some of the, the easy criticisms that we've levied against like castle in the sky, for example, or yeah. geese delivery service. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about crushes? And then should we wrap it up? Um, yeah. 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 Crushes. Crushes. <laughs> they're hard. But they're so good. They're so good. And, and so bad. Yeah. I mean, you just you just log on Twitter and you see this happening in real time <laughs> to so many people. Um, um, yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know. Part of me just, like, wants to go off and just, like, on my life. <laughs> <laughs> just... Yeah, I don't think you need to, like, throw out your, <laughs> well, your I just, crush I just experiences. Think, yeah, no, it's just... Um, it's just nice to see. I just like seeing movies where, like, crushes are, like, hard um, and exciting and, like, right. upsetting mm-hmm. and, yeah. like, fulfilling, like, all at once. Right. Um, because, yeah, just, like, when I was, like, in high school, uh, middle school, and even through college, I just, like, had crushes really easily on people, um, or just, like, fell really hard for people really quickly, um, and stuff, and, like, my friend, who, like, later, you know, later, we all realized, you know, that she was ace, (laughs) so that was, like, playing into it, but she hardly ever had crushes, and she's like, I don't understand, like, why you do this yeah. and stuff and i was like it's amazing <laughs> like right, it's yeah. and she's like you just get upset all the time and i'm like but i love it <laughs> and, and so and that's just like yeah. what this move this whole movie was right well and it's like yeah they're just like this um and i think also like for some reason like i really strongly associate this with like urban environments where like like every time i've lived like in a big city i have been extremely single mm-hmm. um and so there's always been this like sensation of like longing for like this kind of connection yeah right and so like i just feel like it hits me in a certain barometer yeah um yeah like there was even like some like when i was in on study abroad and was just like super sad Mm -hmm. and like you know just like a single person 
there was like this like vine of a couple shots from this movie like set to some like vaporwave or whatever <laughs> yeah. you know some like lo-fi hip-hop beats or yeah. whatever and i was like oh man like this is the, <laughs> this is what i want yeah you know and like that's yeah mm-hmm. yeah like um yeah it's like if we want to talk about like actual thoughts other than like it's like it's great. relatable. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Um, I was just really struck, um, by the difference between um, Seiji and Sugimura, and how they like interact and like express their like for Shizuku. Yeah. Um. And because yeah, we like when um Shizuku and Sugimura have this conversation about why Yuko was so upset. And he, like, tells her, like, I like you. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. I've liked you for a long time. Right. Um, and stuff. And he, like, she, like, starts walking away. Because she's, like. I mean, she, like, kind of. She, like, goes very quickly. Yeah. Like, she's, she's like, like, I'm done. <laughs> like, this is an awkward situation. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, and he, like, grabs her wrist. Um, and it's not, like, threatening. Um, but it is, like, immature. You know? In, like, a very real way. <laughs> and he's, like, yeah. please, like no, like. You, you can't to, just leave, like... You have to tell me what's up. Yeah, right? like, we have yeah. to talk about this because, like, I'm putting myself out there, you know? Yeah. Um, and stuff, and, like... Right, which is not necessarily, like, a, a completely unreasonable emotional response, but it is, yeah. like... It but is, it's like, like, oh, I need you to desperate. provide this thing for me, right? Yeah. Like, it is... And, like, yeah, and it, it is, like... It is, like, I need you to do this emotional labor for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what the, you know... Yeah. And it's not, like... That makes it, I think, people, way people use that term, that makes it sound, I think, worse than it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that is what that is. But right? yeah, it's work. Um, yeah. And, um, and stuff, and so then that's when she's like, yeah, like, we're just gonna be friends, like, forever. Right. And he's like, okay. And then, like, lets her hand drop. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and she, like, walks away. Yeah. Um, and then just, like, contrasting that with, um, like, the moment where, like, Seiji is talking to her about how, like, he just thinks, like, she's really talented and, like, mm-hmm. inspiring and how he respects her and stuff. And he doesn't, like, explicitly say, like, oh, like, I like you. Right. I have a crush on you. But he, like, tells her, gives her all these compliments, like, about who she is as a person and, like, what he means to her. Right, yeah. Uh, what she means to him. Um... And then, like, and then he offers his hand out. And that's, like, yeah, like, both of those are, like, real things and, like, things that I've, like, experienced. Right, yeah. Especially, like, being that young, you know, and, like, trying to figure things out um, and stuff. And it was just, like, a neat, like, yeah. mirror right. of, like, yeah, like, you know, of just, like, you know liking someone and them liking you back like right, in yeah. like uh, like the way that you deserve right yeah when i think also this like this like lack like there's this lack of expectation right mm-hmm. and i think it's actually like it's it's hard because like i've been in situations where like in, in breakups where like i really wanted someone to explain to me mm-hmm. what happened and like i was confused or sort of like and would and like you know sometimes didn't have the opportunity to but sometimes would push them to like try and like give me an answer, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, and I just think, like, and I think it, it's hard. Um, and I'm not saying, like, maybe they maybe they should have said more to me, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not I'm not here to, like, judge how they acted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, either positively or negatively. But, like, there was this element, like, I, like, the mature thing to do would have been, like, 
I cannot expect this of you, right? Like yeah. you have you have shown me like what you want from this, <laughs> yeah. right? And like I have to like respect that, right? Yeah. Um, and so like yeah, just seeing that contrast is like a really like nice mm-hmm. moment, even though it's like very small, right? And I think it shows like yeah the the difference between like these two people, but also like these two relationships. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we should mention that uh, Yuko. Yes. Ends up with the this boy. Yeah, so in the end credits, like, um, at the very top of the screen, there's, like, yeah, the city Yeah, it's like a street. shot of a bridge, yeah. Yeah, um, and stuff, and so there's, like, people walking their dogs, and there's, like, a track team, like, practicing, you right. know, they run by, and stuff, and, like, it shows, like, you go, eventually she's, like, waiting at, like, a bus stop or something, mm-hmm. and, like, Sugimura, like, walks up to her, like, kind of sheepishly, you yeah. know, and stuff, and they, like, talk for a while, and then they walk off together. Um, Woof. Sorry, I'm just, like, extremely thinking about, uh, when I was living in this little town in Germany, um, we, I would often take this bus home, and on the same bus, there was this lady who had, like, dyed her hair, like, white, mm-hmm. and she had, like, these, like, spider piercings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like lip pier like lower lip piercings yeah. and stuff. Um, anyway, she was very hot, and I extremely had a crush on her. And she would like get off the bus and like see her boyfriend. Uh-huh. Um, and I was always like, "Wow, <laughs> 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 so beautiful." <laughs> so bus stops, <laughs> bus stops. Yeah, liminal spaces, baby. For <laughs> perfect romance settings. Um, anyway, I think that's pretty much what we got to talk about with this movie yeah uh, there's always more to talk about just, but oh i love libraries i want more movies with libraries yeah libraries are library great. scenes are so good yeah this um, is like i mean yeah this is like the second movie that we've watched where like libraries are like this hub of like creativity and connection yeah. right mm-hmm. and wings of, wings of desire it's the same yeah um and i was just also thinking about how like this movie like could not take place today <laughs> Um, because, or well, it could, but like the whole thing with the names on the oh right, like, yeah. Not. Um, because yeah, like, like oh, he's logging in the same ch- forums, like he's posting <laughs> in the same forum threads as me. Yeah, something, but just like the- he's liking all these tweets <laughs> that like I also like. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> please stop. Please stop. I have something to say about libraries. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I'm sorry for making bad jokes. Continue. <laughs> Um, but just, like, how, um, that was something that I thought was really cool. Like, when I was younger and you'd still see, like, stamps and books, you know, if not, like, for people's names, but, like, for the dates that they checked it out or whatever. And mm-hmm. now, like, I work at a public library and, like, we explicitly don't share any of that information with people. Like, not even, page like, patrons can't even access, like, their own library history. Right. And stuff because, like of, like, privacy issues, and, like, that's a thing that, like, libraries stood up for, like, after the Patriot Act. They're like, oh, like, we don't want the government, like, seeing what people read. Yeah. People deserve to, like, read books without being nervous. Yeah. Um, People shouldn't have to, like, worry about checking out Karl Marx from the library. Yeah. And stuff. And so, like, it's just, like, it was just, like, an interesting thought to think of me how, like, it's something really cool and, like, that I do think is valuable like it's like seeing that other people are reading the same things as you and mm-hmm. like you know um yeah. or the, like the wide variety of people that check things out um but like how also you know keeping that information private yeah well it's, it's rough that like i i mean yeah this is like a big conversation that i think is beyond the scope of this <laughs> podcast um but just that like yeah like i think 
there's a sense in which um because something something like i long for is like like i want to feel like connected with the community and mm-hmm. like feel like i belong to like a, a group of people that's not just like like oh trans girls that follow me on twitter mm-hmm. right that we follow each other on twitter like that's and like not not to say that like i don't appreciate and love people who like follow me and like you know like exchange things with me like i really do but it is different than like the sort of material connection right mm-hmm. but also like i think both the internet and like just the you know the the fascist situation that we're in right now has made that really threatening um mm-hmm. like i i mean recently i was uh i was walking i was walking on the bus i don't think i was going to work i think i was just going to like the bookstore or something mm-hmm. i was walking on the bus and there was this um this uh this black lady like this middle-aged black lady who was just like yelling mm-hmm. and she wasn't like it, it seemed like she was talking to someone right but she wasn't like she was just sort of like talking something out um and like she wasn't bothering anybody like she was you know loud right Mm -hmm. but she wasn't like hostile or aggressive towards anyone um anyway and so like i'm sitting there at the bus stop and like two cops show up (laughs) right and like i do not to be fair like i do not know like maybe they drove by and saw her and then like parked somewhere and and came you know you know whatever right but like the idea that someone called the cops on this black woman like drove me wild right that like because it was like you know like she didn't do anything and like nothing happened like i was there you know the police like talked to her and like they were douchebags but like nothing happened Nothing mm-hmm. bad. like she walked home alone like everything worked out fine as, as far as i'm aware right um but it was just like that situation where she was like in public like and something she said that like really stuck with me she's like yes yeah, so i think if you gotta yell you gotta yell you know and she was like like sort of like just like working through this like emotional thing like in a public space and in some sense like being really vulnerable was like actively like policed and punished and like well thankfully not in like an explicit way where she was like arrested or or hurt right mm-hmm. um but it's just like stuff like that is is really really scary and like yeah so like it's it's tricky i think particularly for a public institution like the library where it's like you want the library to be safe for people but you also want you know to be a place where people can come together right yeah anyway that was a whole thing i love libraries yeah they're really important yeah are there library podcasts i feel like there's gotta be i gotta find them send us send us your library podcasts (laughs) you can send them to us on twitter (laughs) yes you can at seasons movie pod yeah or send them to us uh through our email uh seasonspod at gmail.com yes uh, we are hosted mm-hmm. by the Admiral Mapping Podcast Network, which you can find at AdmiralMapping.com. You can find us at AdmiralMapping.com slash SeasonsMoviePod. There's even like a little art mm-hmm. with us on on the website. And you can support them, you know, their hosting and then podcasting needs yeah. at Patreon.com slash AdmiralMapping, which you should do. Yeah. They're really great. Support them. Listen to their Ghibli show. Yeah. And then an aeroplane. Yeah. It's called. It's uh, Autumn and M, and they're both uh, talking about all Ghibli movies, so yeah. they're a little, little less restricted. They're, they're about to watching watch... the dubs and the subs. Yeah, they're dedicated in a way <laughs> yeah. that we are not. <laughs> We're just watching subs, baby. Because um, that's the way... I haven't seen these movies. I've seen all these movies dubbed. And I've not seen all of them subbed, so... Um, but yeah. And uh, we're going to... Anyway, they're, they're recording a Castle in the Sky episode. I, they gave us a shout-out on the Nausicaa episode, which is also, I think, just a great listen. Yeah, I think it's, it's good. Um, it's been really nice. Like, I... Um, just like those podcasts are like approaching these movies in a, in a different way. Um, and I think it's really productive and, 
and nice. And, like, it's also nice to hear, like, the way... I mean, like, I don't think we're, like, directly in conversation with each other. Um, but I think we are, like, talking in a way that, like, enriches the yeah. other podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're, like, enjoying this and, like, want some other stuff that's like this, I think I would, you know, yeah. just recommend checking so, it yeah. out. And then an aeroplane. Yes. Yeah. Where can people find you, Grace? People can find me at Grace underscore machine on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, in general, that's, like, my... Yeah, you can also find me at graceinthemachine.com. Yeah. For things that I write. You can read those dead birds that are actually <laughs> glowing crystals. Yeah, I mean, some of them are dead birds, though. <laughs> some, of the, some of the older things I've written that are, like, still up, I'm like, should I take that down? Should I take that down? I feel sweep like, out those beetles. Sweep out those beetles. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, particularly, like, my best movies of X year lists are, like, very, like... The things that people could easily clown on. It's a time capsule. Yeah, I know it is. It is. I know that's the thing is I, I'm trying to practice radical self-acceptance. <laughs> yeah. So uh, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at U of Wales. The letter U, Wales, the aquatic mammal. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see you next time yeah. with Princess Mononoke. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. That movie's so great. <laughs> uh, bye.